Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Ballaholics podcast. I'm here with uh, my friend David. David, man, we got a lot to to discuss today, bro. That's true. That's true. Uh, well, first off, I mean, we can't ignore the uh, the big news, and that's um, what's going on with Roman Abramovich and the ownership of Chelsea at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that, man? Um, honestly, I think it, it's it's a little bit harsh because, um, for the way um Tuchel was able to say that once we have a bus and some other stuff and we are able to go play and come, it means that it's hitting hard on the players, but they are trying to stay mentally strong. So it's it's a little bit it's tough on their side, especially with the players. And what's going on and where they are in the competition is is really big for them. It's like I don't know. It's, they are facing a lot because the man has sacrificed a lot for this team, and uh, I don't see why I I don't see why the FA and other I mean the English is trying to sanction them too. So, but who knows? We what we can say is just to keep praying for them and hope that things go back to normal sooner than expected. Yeah, man. Uh, most people's um common i would say complaint about the the situation right now mm-hmm. that's very touchy is that it seems to be attacking more the staff of chelsea and the players of chelsea than solely roman abramovich who the sanctions are meant to be against that's true so um one of the things that i read about what's happening at the moment is that Chelsea will not be able to fly first class, so their whole travel routine changes. Exactly. Um, their whole travel routine changes. They have to... Uh, I don't know, man. It's just you got to think as a player, they're, they have a whole different like set of worries. Now, now you're not just focused on the game. Now you're worried about what's going to happen with my contract situation look at rudiger what's what what's going to happen with rudiger we're most likely going to lose him for being realistic exactly so we just had my other friend uh another david join the podcast what's up bro welcome people welcome what's happening my G? welcome david hey so we just started and uh yeah man what are your thoughts about the the sanctions for on our team like, I'll be honest with you. First and foremost, I'll say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, and, and like second of all, I'll probably say like the situation in Russia and Ukraine is a bad thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. It is a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Because unnecessary. You know, like I've been listening to like Thomas Tuchel talk, uh, Mikel Arteta talk, and one thing and Jurgen Klopp speaking. One thing they've always been saying is like. War perceives football in a like football pales in comparison to war. Right? Yeah, so, so a lot of people that are dying, a lot of people that are saying their livelihoods get blown up, not just in Ukraine, but around the world. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we need to keep that in mind when we're talking about you know football. Now, when it comes to Roman Abramovich, everyone has always known that. The money that he's got and his relationship with Putin are a bit dodgy, right? But it's yeah. also important to understand that the clubs that their own money, you know what I'm saying, is a bit dodgy. A lot of them. 
You know, Man City, that money's dodgy. Newcastle, that money's dodgy. Some of the American donnies, those money, their money are dodgy, you know what I'm saying? To bring sanctions against uh, Roman Abramovich, I understand. But at the same time, I'm looking at it with a side eye. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone has known there's always been an agenda against Roman Abramovich. So like I said, if Roman Abramovich is involved in a situation in Ukraine, yeah, let the brother get punished and whatnot, whatever you lot want to do to him. But don't come at Roman Abramovich because you support Arsenal and you're a politician and you're salty at what's been happening to your club for a minute. You get where I come from? Yeah, I completely agree, man. A lot of it's been very frustrating. I know me and me and uh David who just joined the podcast, we just we've been talking about this lately is a lot of people like Tottenham fans and Arsenal fans are taking this opportunity to uh, mock our club and it's I mean like you started off saying, first off, prayers up to Ukraine. What's going on over there way more important than football. But on this podcast we're going to try to keep it as much, you know, just I'm purely talking football right now. Exactly. But um yeah, if you're an Arsenal fan, a Tottenham fan, man, first off, you haven't been relevant in God knows how long. Okay? <laughs> and now you're now you're coming after us because we're at our worst moment and you're trying to kick us when we're down, which is just completely unacceptable. And like you were saying, why why are Man City's Newcastle's owners, why are they not getting investigated into? What about PSG buying? Is it just Roman just because it's convenient now? You know, like, I have no problem sanctioning Roman if he's got ties with Putin. That is completely fine. I completely support that. Don't punish the staff and the players of our team, though. Exactly. There's people who rely on Chelsea for a paycheck to make ends meet, who work at the stadium, the groundskeepers. This is this is a lot bigger than just Roman. That's yeah. true. Here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. I'll be honest with you. When it comes to Chelsea and the situation with Chelsea, I'm not even scared anymore. Where I began to get afraid was when Barclays, the bank, closed our credit cards. That's when I was like, right, so how are we going to be able to pay a few? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. That's when my heart was like, right, like, what's going on right now? But government have wisened up and realized that they're moving a bit mad like they can't be doing this. In addition to that, Roman Abramovich has struck a deal with the government where he's going to allow them to through. There's a billionaire in England named Nick Candy. The brother's a Chelsea. Long, he's been a long-term Chelsea, lifelong rather, Chelsea right. supporter. Right? Billionaire. And he wants to buy Chelsea. He's going to be the main guy but with a couple American investors that want to come in, right? In addition to that, we've got some Saudi, the um, the Saudi media corporations that control media outlets, not just for Saudi Arabia, but for the whole of Middle East. Them ones no. that are also interested in Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Some Swiss Donny, Wiss, that brother is interested in Chelsea. So, more, I'm, I'm looking at the situation, I'm like, the future of Chelsea is always going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Because, Chelsea cannot go back to the days of like 2001 or days like 99. And even if we do, I'll be honest with you, I don't get why people think like Chelsea will not win the trophies. 
the eight seasons before Roman Abramovich came into Chelsea, eight seasons prior to Roman Abramovich uh, arrival at Chelsea, Chelsea won trophies in at least seven of those eight seasons. So I don't, I don't understand why Arsenal fans are acting like Chelsea were like freaking. I don't know why Chelsea. They thought Chelsea. Was Crystal like, Palace. Something <laughs> like, like we had Jan Franco Zola. We had Roberto Di Matteo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We had bare people in the club before this man them came. The man them came, took a good club and made it god tip. You know what I'm saying? It's only progression. So why Arsenal fans think, ah, oh, Roman Abramovich, ah, cool then. So the only thing you guys have to say about us that is disrespectful or negative, he's gonna go. And then we're going to have additional billions of pounds get pumped into the club. Because Roman Abramovich made sure to allow people that actually are genuinely care for Chelsea, mm-hmm. allow them to, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Arsenal and Tottenham fam, I know, I don't give a fuck what they want to say. Whatever Tottenham, Tottenham's irrelevant in this situation. Them and them <laughs> not even want to choke in a minute. Arsenal, <laughs> win, win a Europa League and let's talk. That's what I'm saying. Win a Europa League and let's talk. They're not even in the Europa League. They're, what are, what's the league they just made just so they could be in a competition? Um, I think it's also but another I'm kind of league. European championship. Yeah, the Conference League. That's Yeah, the Conference, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, if I'm honest with you, there's a guy called, I watch, what's his name? Man Like Expressions, isn't it? So, I watch him. Tottenham Donny, right? Keeps telling yeah, their rubbish about Chelsea. I don't understand why, why them and them are moving like that. Like, let's be honest, we're third in the Premier League. Everyone wants to talk about Arsenal has been consistent in their past five games. We've also been consistent in our past five games. Let's talk about the fact that we're beating Champions League level teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, everyone wants to talk about, our oh, Chelsea, Chelsea's bad, Chelsea's this. Man City has not scored more than one goal against us in every game we've played. Or not, uh, if I'm correct, not more. It's always been like 1-0 or something like that. I need to check the last couple of games. But, like, Chelsea was still able to hold our weight. Against Liverpool, we played Liverpool one man down. We were still able to draw them at Anfield. In fact, we almost beat them. Last time we played Liverpool, uh, what was it? In a, in a, in a freaking uh, wherever. It, oh, don't even remind when Kepa skied that ball. Yeah, oh, skied my it. God. It <laughs> was so pro. Even then, <laughs> Liverpool is ranked higher than Chelsea on the, on the UFO club coefficient. Even mm-hmm. them man there can't even beat us. It takes Kepa Ariza Blaga, the same brother that wouldn't come off the pitch uh, again, uh, when Mario Sarri was, uh, uh, was, uh, uh, was a manager. Oh, the fit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it takes him sky in the ball. So I don't know why these rude boys from Tottenham and them one from North, from Arsenal, want to chat bare bull crap about Chelsea, yeah? Meanwhile, we're in front. We're champions of the world. Like, have they forgotten, fam, who we are, bro? Bro, I can I, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Everybody, and I'm, I'm going to hand it over to the other David here in a second. Mm-hmm. But um, like I said, it's just it's just a matter of our rivals just kicking us down while we're at our lowest. I mean, I wouldn't wish what's happening to our club on our worst enemy. I honestly wouldn't. I, if, if this was happening to Arsenal, I wouldn't be making a mock-up out of it because there was a high chance when this first news came out we thought we might actually lose our club. Mm-hmm. Like, relegated from the Premier League. Like, we were thinking, like, worst-case scenario. Now, Roman has said that he's uh, handed over control of the uh, the sale of the club to the government. So we have Nick Candy and the Saudi investors. And what's the, the American dude? I forgot his name. 
part? Which one? The couple? The, it starts Chicago with, yeah, yeah, yeah. It Are starts with a G, but anyways, I mean, yeah, Nick Candy's my favorite out of those options just because he's a, like Chelsea fan. I, I read an article that he'd increase our payroll by 25%, but David, I'll hand it over to you, man. You haven't talked in a minute. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have any problem um, he handing over to the government. But I feel like um, what what has happened or what has transpired over, I mean, Abraham took over the, what's named the club. He has transformed the team. We saw the kind of caliber of players that came through. And now we are a solid team. And look at, look at, even I can tell you that just between Tushu, I mean, between Tushu taking over the team till now, look at the achievements we just made within a short span just last year. And I mean, this year we took the World Club championship so it, it says a lot i mean we are at our down places but i mean i don't think the club is i mean the players and the fans are more bothered about what arsenal and Tottenham will i mean they are just blapping over but yeah. i think we are more um, what the fans are more concerned is more of about the players that might leave and also some of the stuff delicate stuff that are really important that built all this ground the foundation so that's what is making the fans a little bit worried but if we get if now that the government honestly if the government is wise i think they should hold on onto it a little bit and they should after whatever goes down they should give it back to abramo because whoever might come in might not be as um, so dedicated because this guy literally goes to almost i mean some of the important games to go watch some of the games and yeah, some investors do that, but it's like the heart of Chelsea. Chelsea is like a kid. It's like the last baby or the last kid of Abramovich. So it's going to be a different new person, but who knows? But this is like something that is like he saw it grow. You know what I mean? You see your kid growing from a childhood. Now it's an adult and it's hard to let a child go to college. So something like that. So it's, it's like we are on a tough, I mean, where we are, we are in a we are in a bad position, but what can we do? I think still the guys are playing games, they are winning matches. I mean, they have won a, they a couple of matches. And so, yeah, I mean, for now, all I'll say is that um, the fans should just hang on a little bit, hold on on their hearts and just keep praying that things go back to normal eventually. And they shouldn't sell the club. They should hand it over back to um, the owner again. Then, yeah. If a new investor comes and he loves the club, hey, we should go with it. Yeah, and I think that's what we're seeing in Nick Candy. I think that's a dude who's, mm-hmm. like uh, the other David was saying, was is actually from London. Am I correct? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Nick Candy's from London. He supports Chelsea. I, As an American, I feel like it's my place to say this. I do not want an American owner. I do not. We see what Kroenke and um, uh, what's the what's the name of the Man United owner? There's the Cronkies, the, the, not Woodward, not Ed Woodward. Is it Ed Woodward? No, Ed Woodward. No, 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 no. That's no, no, no. We don't, want, we don't even mention his name. <laughs> <laughs> don't even mention. The Glazers, yeah, the Glazers. Yeah, yeah, so the Glazers and Cronky are more worried about the NFL than their football teams in England. So I would prefer either the Saudi or uh, Nick Candy. But I think, David, you were saying that we should hand it back to Roman. I think that's... That's not happening. There's no way. It's too far gone now. The process is in motion. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that's I, I can't see a way back for him. But another concern I wanted to say is we got to think about Marina. Marina Granovskaya is one of the most important people in our club, and it's possible that with the new management, she may be removed as well as Peter Cech. And, um, you know, I think sometimes people in the office, as well as Bruce Buck, I mean, the people in the upper management sometimes get overlooked, but those three have been so key to our success as of late with the recruiting of players, with the buying of players. From from securing all those big deals, Lukaku, Havertz, uh, list goes on and on, man. Those are the people that I'm most worried about leaving. I've kind of come to terms with um, Christensen and Aspie leaving. I want to keep on Derudiker because he's one of my favorite players. But um, right now, it's just important that we get an owner in as quick as possible. That's true. So that our team can focus on soccer again instead of having – to be asked about the uh, political situation time and time again, like Tussle's been asked. And bravo to Tussle for how he's handled the whole situation. Exactly. He I mean, what a strong him. leader he's been. He's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Like, here's the thing. So while you're talking, research, isn't it? so the Saudi um, media corporation have put in a bit already. Been one of the things they're talking about is they want to redevelop Stafford Bridge. I'll be honest with you, if you not ever get the opportunity to go to Stafford Bridge, the fact that we're two time Champions League winners, two time Europa League uh, Europa uh, Cup winners, and um, the Stafford Bridge is looking like that, it's kind of, kind of terrible. But nevertheless, they're talking about developing it, um, mm-hmm. about redeveloping it. Yeah, we need that. That's much needed for the club. Oh, yeah. They're talking about renewing the contracts of certain key players. You know what I'm saying? And it actually goes back to the fact that Chelsea, our future's not bad. Now, the future for Roman Abramovich, I can't speak to that one. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, he's a caretaker. Yeah. He's a caretaker. As a caretaker, I don't know what his future's looking like. But what I do know is that Chelsea were going to be pushing it. Like, there's no problem. There's no problem in our part. Everyone that's wishing in on us is going to go back on them, if I'm honest with you. Here's the thing. Have you noticed, right, Man City fans are not talking. In fact, the people that are defending us the most are actually Newcastle and Man City fans. They're not talking. Yeah, because they are You know why they're not talking. You know why they're not talking. Yeah. Because they're in the... They know the exact same thing could happen to them at any moment. That's exactly, exactly. what I'm talking. Exactly. exactly. Like, if you look at Newcastle, in it, let's be honest. Like, I'm not even going to get into the politics of it because this is mm. all about football. This is a football podcast. Mm-hmm. But let's not act like the CEO, the, the owners of um, Newcastle, they're clean. Them yeah. and they are not clean. You know That's true. They're not clean. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not even talking about what Saudi's doing, what, where they're doing it. We're not even going to get into that. But they're not clean. But but when Newcastle got brought over, you know what I'm saying, by the Saudis, if anything, people are like, finally, you guys are where you guys are on Chelsea and Man City's level. It's like, Chelsea's getting the hate, fam. I don't know, is it because we, is it, I think, you know what, I think it's because Arsenal fans are upset that we've got Ashley Cole. I think that's <laughs> Ashley Cole If I'm honest with it, I think they're upset that we got Ashley Cole. But if anything, that's Arsenal's fault because they got rid of Terry Henry. 
Bro, the Arsenal <laughs> fans are punching the air right now. Oh, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like, for me, like, I'm a bit vexed, if I'm honest with you. But, yeah, I think for, if anything, I think, I don't know who I want, Nick Candy or Saudi, because Nick Candy, he's a proper Chelsea boy. He's a Chelsea boy. He's young. He's 49. That's kind of like Roman Abramovich. But Roman Abramovich bought Chelsea. He was a young one and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm looking at the network of these two parties. I'm looking at Nick Cannon's network in it. A billionaire, right? That's still a big thing. But I'm looking at Saudi media. You yeah. Know what I'm that, that's money. Yeah, yeah. that's money. The only- they know how to inject money into the system. No, you, you guys are absolutely right. And I think I think we're all on the same page when those are our two favorite options. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, between yeah, Nick Candy and the Saudi group. Um, no, David, you go, you go on. You, you, you were killing it. Yeah, bro. Cause look at it, bro. Check me out. So I heard that Arsenal, the owners of Arsenal, are also the owners of Denver, the Denver, um, the Denver Nuggets, right? I heard that in order to secure investments and loans for Denver Nuggets, the owners of Arsenal or whatever American club. Sports no, the the Rams, Cronky, ju- they just won the Super Bowl. The Rams, I, the Rams, yeah. yeah. He put up Arsenal as a club and as a corporate entity, as the what's it called, as a uh, as a lateral. So eventually, mm-hmm. the Rams fall apart. Investors can then seize Arsenal. So, in all due respect, whoa, whoa, don't want wow, Arsenal. I don't want an American investor. That's just not it. The other wait, part- David, you just dropped a bombshell, bro. I did not hear about that. That's huge news. Yeah, exactly. So, Arsenal fans, they collapse. Them and they're finna be seen, right? Uh, all, we all know about American banks anyway. So, I'm not even going to get into the finances of that. But, what I do know is this. Chelsea, we need to ensure. I, I, we can't even ensure anything because the government is involved in this. But here's the thing. Chelsea is a London club. Not just a London club. Because in London, you've got central London. And then you've got greater London. We are a proper central London club. We're in right. Fulham, right? So what that means is that a lot of politicians within the Tory party and the Tory party are like the conservatives. They're the ones that are ruling England. That's what Boris Johnson said. A lot of them grew up in central London and went yeah. to a school called Westminster Prep. If you want to go to Westminster Prep, the team you supported most likely was Chelsea. So I'm pretty sure that a couple Chelsea fans are the ones that are within Parliament and within the government. And I'm hoping that they can at least... Have mercy over the rest of us Chelsea fans and ensure that we get the manager, not the manager, the owner, that A, will keep our manager, Thomas Tuchel, try and convince Marina Gunnarskaya, Bruce Buck, Peter Cech, and a couple other people to stay, and then bring in a lot of people into the club. That's one of the reasons why our spending limit, because our spending limit was capped to the point where it was ridiculous. So what's happened is that recently, as of a couple hours ago, the British government doubled our spending limit. I think it's about 110 million pounds as a result um, for the rest of the season. As a yeah. result, yeah. 
most people are saying the reason that's the case is, is because there are a couple Chelsea fans in it. Because you know Chelsea is a West London club. There are a couple right. Chelsea fans that are within the politics of, of Great Britain that are secretly fighting for Chelsea from from beneath. From beneath. Because apparently, according to several news reports, the original goal of, Chel- of, of the government was to actually shut down Chelsea. Because you know when your, your assets get seized, what the government wants to do is the government wants to shut it down. Yeah, go into administration. Exactly, insolvency. Yeah. So what the government wants, so there are a couple people behind the scenes that are most likely Chelsea fans that are fighting for Chelsea. Wow, interesting discoveries. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, and you brought the facts for sure, bro. Um, yeah. My thing is, is my whole problem with this, and I've been saying this all week, and you just put hit the nail on the head. The original plan of the government was not to just punish Roman. It was to shut down the club. They wanted us to go into administration. That was the first headline. That came out at the beginning of the week. First thing, Chelsea to go into administration. First thing I saw. Mm-hmm. So, like like I started off the podcast saying, man, if the problem is Roman, you keep it Roman, you punish Roman. You leave the other people, the good, hardworking people that work for the club, the players, the coach, you leave them out of it because that's not their, their fault. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. David, what do you think, bro? Yeah, I mean, I think if Roman is the problem, then take Roman out and leave the let the club function on its own. Let yes. the caretakers take care of it and deal with Roman himself. But now it's affecting everything, bro. It's affecting the travel to the away games. Like oh, it, yes. it's travel. It's affecting everything. Everything, like anything related to Chelsea, is being affected. Like this man David was saying that we couldn't even afford fuel because they they what did what were you saying what did what was the amount of money they gave us originally? I don't remember the exact figure. When I get, I'll let you know. But whatever it was, it's not even the fact that we couldn't afford fuel because the spending budget is to be able to like afford the expensive. What happened is that when the government imposed sanctions on Roman Abramovich, which was the killer, when the government did that. The bank accounts that we bank with, the banks that Chelsea as a corporate entity banks with, Barclays, one of them. What happens is that in response to the sanctions, Barclays, under pressure, seemingly behind the scenes by government, if I'm honest with you, because a certain government, banks don't just um, um, freeze the accounts of, of corporate entities as big as Chelsea unless pressure behind the scenes by government, because you have to understand a lot of these are in bed with politicians, because one thing you guys don't know is that a lot of politicians as soon as they retire they go into the banking industry that's even dirty enough itself so I'm not even going to go down that road so what happens that behind the scenes Barclays put pressure was under pressure by the government to completely freeze the accounts of every single Chelsea um, every single Chelsea banking account, investment account Whatever it may be, which means you know when Chelsea um, Roman Abramovich got sanctioned, right? When he got sanctioned, Chelsea still had money in reserves. That's why we took a lot. That's why we were waiting till next week 
to be able to receive all the different offers from all the different interested parties in order to then begin to sort through which one you like, which one looks good or wrong, whatever it may be, right? But what's happened is that the government effectively froze our reserves. So Chelsea was running on nothing. Literally meaning that if a Chelsea player, if we wanted to play like wherever, I think our next game is Newcastle, right? You have, you have to travel from London to Newcastle. The players would literally have to jump on the motorway and drive off by themselves. The bus, we can't pay for the bus. It's just like, you cannot even spend anything. In addition to that, what the government have done is, you know, it takes money to run a club, right? So That's they it. literally, they capped, they capped our spending at like some ridiculous figure. I've seen some reports said as low as 50,000. Some said 250,000. It's a bit inconsistent. So I can't really give you a consistent the figure. The fact that it's less than a million is ridiculous. Yeah. So as a result, what they've said is that Chelsea then something Chelsea, the board of Chelsea and the board of trustees, whom I'm pissed at if I'm honest with you, because Roman Abramovich gave the club over to the board of the charity board of trustees, whoever they are. Because Roman Abramovich she says, look, if you want me still as your owner, if you want if you want this club to go well, I have to remove myself as the uh as the as the guy in charge of the club, and I have to exactly. give it away. Them ones there, acting like pagans, acting like fools, ended up saying, no, we're not going to do this for some self-conscious reason. And now Chelsea's in the position it is. So I'm not even, up, I'm not even happy with it. If them were, I'm actually pissed off at them. Well, I'm going to put them aside. So what's happened at home? I lost my train of thought. Do you guys remember what I was saying? I, I just, yeah. yeah, we're talking about the frozen assets and giving mm-hmm. us 50,000 pounds. Yes. Yeah, I've heard the spending bills as low as 50,000 or something ridiculous like that so in essence like you know i'm gonna go back to what you were saying originally joey the original plan of for for the government for chelsea was to shut it down it yeah. was not to punish it it was to completely destroy it that's what they wanted to do originally they ended up realizing that if you do that that will be a big mistake because chelsea is literally and attraction is the mecca for a lot of football fans around exactly. the world. It's, it's, a, it's a worldwide club. Look at me and David, man. We're not we're not from London. I mean, I have family from London, but I'm in America. David's mm-hmm. from Ghana. We are diehard Chelsea fans. It's a exactly. worldwide club, man. It it they don't even understand how many people it reaches. Oh yeah, they don't know the number of Americans that support Chelsea because of Pulisic and. It's like a whole lot is going on in there, and a lot, of, a whole lot is also going into it. So you, you can't just make a any radical decision just like that. Yeah, and I think they realized that after they uh, released the initial report. And as you've seen, if you pay attention to Matt Law, uh, Nazar yeah. Kinsella, they've um, they've really been showing that they've really been working with us as of late, uh, expanding our. Um, operating budget to the end of the season. I forgot the numbers. I don't know the exact numbers. They're not right in front of me. I know that happened today. They've mm-hmm. uh, they finally allowed the um the sale of the club to commence. They extended the deadline like David just said to the end of next week. Right. So they they have been working with us, but I think that's because they saw the outrage by the fans. Mm-hmm. And they knew that they weren't going to take away Chelsea from us without a fight. I think that's what they realized. Oh, yeah. 
course yep. not. You know what I'm saying? Of course not. Like, but a quick question. Yeah, are up, players bro? still exchanging jerseys? Because I've noticed that um, with the jerseys, um, the sponsorships have been stripped down. Oh, you you know what, David? We forgot to talk about that. First off, yeah. three removed or suspended their um their sponsorship with us. Mm-hmm. Hyundai suspended their sponsorship with us. Right. Ups to Nike for sticking with us. They did not suspend their partnership with us. They stuck with us. Trivago did not suspend their partnership with us. They will be the uh, the big name on our jersey for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, any other sponsors come to y'all's mind? I know those are the big four. Three did not stick it out with us. They didn't have faith in us at all. I think uh, their company's going to take a big hit, man. Because you should, from the comments I've seen on social media by Chelsea fans, they are not happy at all about what they did to us. Right. You know what? I'll be honest. So, Freezer Cellular Network over in England, right? If you don't know, now you know. Yeah, right? yeah. So, they suck anyway. So, I don't even know why. I don't even know why we even had a sponsorship with them in the first place. <laughs> first and foremost. Second of all, bruv, they, their logo on our shirt was ugly. So, I don't really care. It was looking oh, like no, it was ugly, logo. bro. Yeah. yeah, it was looking like the Chevrolet logo on Man United. So, I don't even care. Like, demos like that, they can go. Nike. They're sticking with us. Look, if they leave, it's all right. It's okay. To leave Chelsea, we're currently the champions of Europe. We're currently the champions of the world. Most sponsors have enough of a brink to realize the problem's not Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. If a report comes out that to say that Chelsea see as a corporate entity secretly. You know what I'm saying? Sending money to Putin, whatever it may be. Yeah, then that's then, a whole different story. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. The issue is Abramovich, not Chelsea. So, yes. why free left? Let them go. They suck anyway. I don't even use them. I use EE. So, they can get one. I don't give a frick. Anyway, <laughs> um, who else Who else wants to leave? If you want to leave, get out of it. For them, oh, it was Hyundai was the other one. Hyundai... I don't even like the car brand. I like Toyota anyway. So they could get one. I don't even care. Like, they can leave. It don't matter to me, bro. What matters to me is what happens to Chelsea. What matters to me is what happens with our owners. And these owners better not act like Conky. Better not act like Glazers. They finish. I don't. And you know what? Whoever we get, I will support. Just like every other manager, just like any other player. Yeah. Whoever I will support. But we have to understand Roman Abramovich. Literally, he, he gave Chelsea 1.5 billion pounds in loans. He immediately forgave it. He said, you guys can keep the money. In addition to that, he agreed to the sale of Chelsea for 3 billion pounds, right? For profit, yeah. Yeah, and he's collecting zero. Now, I don't know why people are like, yeah, that's what you get, Roman Abramovich. When he literally said, way before he got sanctioned, Whatever money I get from this, I am giving it to the victims of the war. So I don't know why people are saying like, you, you know, it's like there's one thing Arsenal fans are saying like, this guy is gonna be broke. He can't even make money from this now that he's been sanctioned. Whatever it may be, but the funny thing is that even before he got sanctioned, the guy has such a big heart that he said, "I'm gonna give it to victims of war." We're not gonna find an owner like Roman Abramovich. I'm telling you guys. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No. 
I'm I'm happy you uh drew attention to that, and I want to draw the attention to one more thing. Again, this is not to excuse any potential ties with Putin or whatever, but mm-hmm. let us not forget what Abramovich did during the peak of COVID nineteen, opening up the Chelsea Hotel to the uh to the first aid workers during the COVID night. Right? Am I wrong? Yeah, I did that. Him and Apollo. So when at the peak of COVID-19, Roman Abramovich took the Chelsea team hotel connected to the stadium and opened it for the COVID-19 workers, right? Mm-hmm. I believe something to yeah. that. I think I believe I read something like that. I think I read something like that. And that's just the things we know about. There's so many things that he's done that we don't even know about, bro. Yeah, but I, I'm really glad you, you said that because he did come out with a quote when he stepped down as chairman of Chelsea that when he sold Chelsea, before before the sanctions came out, before any news of that, all pro- proceeds were going to go to the victims of, of uh, the war, like you just said, David. So I, I'm glad you drew attention to that. Um, yeah. For the, for the last part of this podcast, I do want to talk about our actual team, though, stepping aside from the owner. We've yeah. been on pretty good um, form lately. Do we? Sorry yeah. not to cut you short, but I can confirm that, yeah. So he offered up hotel to the NHI staff during the COVID peak. Okay, thank you. So that was true. And I'm surprised the government couldn't even recognize his contribution to England, yeah. what he did. Yeah, man. Well, yeah, thank you for uh, confirming that for me, David. I, I think uh, I thought I remembered um mm-hmm. that, but... All right, so for our team form lately, we just beat Norwich 3-1. After the news, Mason Mount did the heart for our team after he scored his goal. Big ups to Mason. Um, mm-hmm. Kai Havertz has been phenomenal. Exactly. He has this been awesome. Man, 22 years old. What was it? 85 million pounds we paid for him, and he is starting to look like he was worth every bit of that money. He's finally coming into his own. Mm-hmm. He's our clear number nine. I don't think there's any debate. Yeah, he's our number nine we have. We just have to give yeah. him more playing time and more space to grow and mature. Bro, here's the thing about Kai Havertz. The, the man's like fine wine. Oh, yeah. With time, the guy gets better. He really gets better. He's looking like Drogba. Mm-hmm. In the way he's able to play, the maturity he has. Yeah, and in, and and showing up in big games—that's the yes. best part of the game. Yeah, exactly. Kai yeah. Havertz is becoming what I thought Lukaku could be, and I hope Lukaku improves. But Kai <laughs> Havertz is beginning to step up. They got every match I've seen him play, even when he's not playing good, I see that he's putting in the effort. And that's I think true. That's I heard the statistics in the past sixteen games we've played. I don't know how true it is. Know because people be saying stuff, but they say he scored in the last, he scored five goals in the last six games. That is true. I confirm mm-hmm. that. Yeah, SPN. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's incredible. That's actually incredible. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, the man is true. He, he's a, you know like he's a good buy. Chelsea have yeah. made some questionable buys, you know, in the past with Higuain, you know, with oh with a Falcao. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm-hmm. this was a good one. Yeah, 
I think um also with Tuchel, I think with because um him coming in was the right time because um Tuchel is someone who grew who grooms players. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and he knows what kind of he knows because looking at all his tactics and everything, he knows what kind of player is good for each game. Because honestly, I was I wasn't hundred percent happy when he brought um Kai into the what's name the finals with Manchester City. I was like, uh, he's an inexperienced. Let's bring Lukaku in. But the guy proved that hey, he's worth every penny you bought him. And I mean, this season started, he's keep he keeps improving and improving and improving, and he doesn't disappoint. Yeah. Yep. So he knows how to use him. So he's a manager because some players work better under Moreno. Some players do work better under um, what's in Pep. Some yeah. players work better under. It depends on the manager. It depends on what the manager wants to use him for. And what if the guy, if the guy can fit into that kind of strategy or that formation? Yeah. Well, I, I think you hit it. Hit the. I, I've said this like five times. I think you mm-hmm. hit it right on the head though because. Not only has he found out how to play Kai Havertz, he's found out our our top three in the past yeah. couple games. That's true. It, it's been a uh, Pulisic, Havertz, and Mount since he's been exactly. Back. But and Mount it, Mount has been a constant factor in most most of the players he brings on board. Yeah, yeah, because Mason Mount has that defensive mindset. Mm-hmm. Mason Mount, he he ain't afraid to scrap with no one. I've seen it against Liverpool players. I've seen yeah. it against Tottenham. I saw when he scrapped against Crystal Palace, um, Zaha. The guy, he ain't afraid to scrap. In addition yeah. to that, he does the hard work. Even if he's not, even at, even if he's at that moment where he's not really attacking the way I went, I need him to attack. I know for a fact that this man's going to be able to drop back into midfield. That's true. Into the defense, fight for the ball and bring it back up. And bro, I'm telling you, by the time we get Mason Mount and Connor Gallagher together, oh my days! <laughs> I'm looking forward to that, bro. Connor Gallagher is amazing. I cannot wait for him to be in a Chelsea shirt. Literally, bro. I'm telling right. you, Connor Gallagher mm-hmm. and Mason Mount from there is no midfield. We are not tearing up. There's no midfield. We are not tearing up. And by the time <laughs> Mo Salah. Leaves Liverpool. Oh, oh hot take. Days. And you just made mention of even Liverpool. I mean, Musala because I think his contract. I don't know whether his contract is ending this um, summer, but they are or next summer. But I think there are questions coming up whether he's going to stay as an icon or he's just going to leave for the money. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, check me out. You see, English teams. This is what pisses the rest of the Premier League off when it comes to Chelsea, Man City and Newcastle. Premier League English people are generally conservative with what they mm-hmm. do. We don't necessarily spend, we're not necessarily too flashy, right? That's true. Teams don't necessarily spend that much on their wage bills. That's why, you know, um, what's happening with Man United, the amount of money they're spending, and yet the results are looking kind of meh. Obviously, the one today <laughs> oh, against Tottenham. You don't want to go to. You don't want to go you know there. I'm saying. <laughs> so, Liverpool, Mo Salah's asking to be paid half a million pounds. I think is a week. He deserves it. Why? 
because he's playing at an elite level, at one of the highest. He's one of the best players in the world right now, and he exactly. has been for the past couple seasons, and he will be for the next couple seasons. So he deserves to get paid. But Liverpool will they destroy the wage structure just to accommodate Mo Salah? Yet Liverpool are a British club, and British people do not like to spend money, and British clubs don't really spend high volume of money on players. We're not La Liga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not Serie A, right? We're not as strict as Bundesliga, but we're not as loose as La as Liga. We're in, somewhere in between. Or League One. Will, or League One. So, will Liverpool spend £500,000 a week on Mo Salah? That, I don't think so. Really don't. No, he, so, it's, it's just a dilemma for Liverpool because, like you said, man, nobody's questioning whether Mohamed Salah... It, nobody in their right mind is questioning whether he deserves that money because he deserves every penny, every penny. Yeah. But by doing that, that's going to start a domino effect for that team because you right. have brilliant players in Liverpool. Van Dyke's going to want more money. Mane is going to want more money. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Luis Diaz is going to want more money eventually. Mm-hmm. Trent Alexander-Arnold is going to want more money, man. So. Well- <laughs> if once once you break that wage structure, you see it at Man United when they broke it with uh Pogba, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Pogba. Yeah. Once you break that, it's a domino effect, and everybody thinks they're worth the biggest man's money. Everybody. So it's it's a tough decision. I mean, I don't even know what they should do, to be honest with you. I mean, I think their team is so good. I think every one of those major players deserves that kind of money. It's just whether the owner's willing to spend it. But I have a quick question. Now, the question is, the question is, can Liverpool still play without, what's name, Salah? That's the question. No, 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 no. Okay, explain no. your answer because I'm going to disagree. But I, yeah, I, I'm also about, about to disagree because I feel like he's replaceable. Uh, see, when it, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Liverpool, they've got a lot of teeth and they have a poison. Who's that poison? Mo Salah. Mm-hmm. He's, but they have teeth. They've got. They have a good bite. Luis Diaz. Yes. Don't yes. talk about Firmino because he's not good. No, no, no. David, no. we've seen Mane. We've seen periods with uh, Liverpool where Mane's been clear of Salah. Oh yes. Cool. But there've also been periods where Mane has not also been that good, right? But, so, but anytime yeah. Mane is not good. Realize that he drops into the midfield to play more of midfield than attacking. Bro, I am telling you, Liverpool's a great team. Yes. Right? But why? But what, what scares me about Liverpool is not their midfield. Their midfield, no, they don't have no, a midfield. No, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's their forward. Then, Van Dyke can only do so much. Matip can only do so much. Trent can only do so much. Mo Salah, I, in 26 matches, 20 goals. Mo Salah's not there. 20 goals are away. Those 20 goals go away. So, Mo Salah, clear cut, clear cut, is a top level of the player. Why? Plus, you have to understand, Mane steps up. Why does Mane step up? Because Salah's there. Why does Luis Diaz? Why did Luis Diaz come to Liverpool? Because not only does he have the opportunity to play for arguably one of the best clubs in European history in the 
world history and one of the greatest sports teams of all history. But he gets to play against two of the greatest African players, mm-hmm. arguably of their generation. Yeah. Salah and Mane. But Salah is clear-cut the best player. He is the best Liverpool player. You take Salah out of Liverpool, lads, I guarantee you, every team will exact revenge on Liverpool, blood. David, I got a hot take for you, man. Here's my thing. All right, all right, all right. Let me listen. Let me listen. The owner already showed us what's going to happen with the contract situation. You know Mm -hmm. why? He brought in Luis Diaz. What position does Luis Diaz play? He's a winger. He's a winger, yeah. yeah. Luis Diaz, from what I've seen of him, is brilliant. Oh, yeah. That guy's lethal. No, he's he's fucking phenomenal. I, I shouldn't have even cussed, but anyways. Uh... I I think Salah is clearly the best player in the Premier League. That's my take. Right. Easily. But I think Klopp is good enough, and I think that squad is good enough to still contend at the highest level without Salah. Simply because they brought in a replacement for Salah. They're thinking of the future. They have Diaz. They have Mane. They have Jota uh, as striker. You said you don't like Firmino. Firmino's very serviceable, though. Yes. Firmino is good on some days, but he knows when to blend in, and he knows when to, you know... In some days, he sucks. It's okay. Fam, I, I hear what you're saying. And to some point, I really do agree with you. But if, blood, if, blood, Salah's not in the mixture... And you tell me Arsenal versus Liverpool. Liverpool with no Salah versus Arsenal. I'm picking Arsenal. I'm, I'm picking Arsenal. This is what this is what I think. I think you take Salah out of that team. I think Mane does what he did with Senegal in yeah. the AFCON. That's he, what I think happens. Yeah. I think I think Mane realizes he's the man now. Yes. And just takes that next step forward. That's honestly what I think happens. Th- that's what he does. He literally takes care of the team like it's his personal property. Well, well uh, know, we're talking about two great players, and w- a topic I wanted to hear your guys' opinion on is I want, starting with David from Ghana, I want your top three players in the world right now. Right now. Right now? Not in the Premier League, in the world. In the whole in the world. world. Wow. In the whole world, <laughs> um, um, right now I'm just tipping um Mbappe, and uh-huh. Stadio Mane is another one, and I can I can leave um, I can leave Kante out of it. So I can't this- lie, you're moving mad with Mane in the top three, bro. I'll be honest with you, even Kante, yeah. I don't even know. Fact. Yeah, but I'm you know, you know, you know, Ronaldo made a comment about Stadio Mane some time ago. He said he likes Sadio Mani. He likes how competitive he is. He sees himself in him. And he feels like if it wasn't for certain things, this guy would have he would have deserved the top spot. But because of certain color and stuff, that's why we are not giving him much attention. But that guy can deliver when you give him the opportunity. Wait, which, which Ronaldo said this? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, that's why he voted for him. I think was he it said last Come again. You said CR7 said that, right? Uh, that was um, during, you know, I think last two years voting, when we were voting for 
um, Ballon d'Or or something. One of those. Yeah. yeah. That's why he gave his explanation to the vote for voting Sadio Mane. And David, I, I can't lie to you, bro. Everybody in this uh, podcast right now loves Conte to death. <laughs> but I cannot, I cannot put Conte in my top three because at, at his best, he's top three at his best. But he's yeah. not consistently at his best anymore. And that's no. just a fact. Yeah. But, um, but, but you put him in your top three, right? No, I don't. In my top three right now, this is going to get controversial. All right, my top three right now, I have Mbappe. Mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't in order. I have Mbappe, I have Benzema, uh-huh. and I have Sama. Uh-huh. What 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 in the hell for Benzema? <laughs> no, Benzema Benzema is a different level, bro. Right now, Benzema's moving mad. Bro, don't let just two performances just convince nah, you. Nah, bro, Benzema. Know, even bro. when we Benzema. played them in Champions League last year, the amount of times that Mendy saved us because just because he's phenomenal. I mean, Benzema should have had like three goals against us, bro. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh... Top three, top three, um, Benzema, yeah, Mbappe, uh huh, the guy Chelsea wanted to buy, but we were not able to buy him for the same reason we're not able to buy um, Harlan Lewandowski. It is clearly Lewandowski, Mbappe, and Benzema. Those are the top three guys in the world right now. Salah's number four. Oh, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, bro, you you ju- you were just saying how how Liverpool's one of the top teams in the world. Salah's the poison. He's got to be in your top three then. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. The goal ratio, though, Lewandowski, he's not real. He's not human. The way he's scoring goals. Oh, he's phenomenal. No, no, no. I, I'm yeah. taking nothing again away from him, but. Bro, Salah doing it against the competition in the Premier League impresses me so much, bro. We've never – when was the last time we've seen somebody put in the Premier League put goals together like this season after season? We always see – there's always flash in the pans, man. Somebody will have, you know, 30 goals a year. The next year they have 14 goals. This dude's over 23 almost consistently, bro. So – I'm trying to see how I'm going to take this because I'm looking at statistics. You get me? I'm looking at statistics. So let's look at 2020-2021. 29 matches, 41 goals. Let me put that aside. Let but look I'm at current season. The competition. For, for Lewandowski. Let's look at currently speaking. Okay, I'll pull 26 up. 26 matches. Yeah. 26 matches, 29 goals. For Lewandowski. How many assists? Uh, uh, one assist. But he is a striker, so I don't expect his assist to be high. Now, uh, David, can I interest you in this? Yeah. In a better league, nobody disputes this. In a much tougher league, 26 appearances, 20 goals, 10 assists for Mohamed Salah. It's good. Yeah, bruv. It's good. I'm not going to lie to you. But, bruv. Have you not seen what this man has done in the past couple seasons? Yeah. And in I, this season, the way he... What, what was what was Bayern Munich's last Champions League game? A 7-1. I 
I believe he scored three of them. Yeah. I, I, he scored three of them. No, even the media the is not match, giving him it? that attention. Hmm? The media is not giving um, Lewandowski a lot of attention. Lewandowski is such a he's cracked. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's cracked. He's cracked the system. I no no he's no no he's hey yeah he's, he's on easily, fire easily bro he's nah nah, he's, nah bro come on he's bent ass he's he's number one in fact fam he's the best player in the world right no, now he's, no yes. no 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 who then no 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 Mbappe no no one was saying in the last balloon door that Mbappe should have won it. Everyone was who got robbed. If you go to anyone's grandma and ask them who got robbed in the last balloon door, who was it? Lewandowski. No, Lewandowski did get robbed. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree exactly. with you. Yes, he did. No, this is a new year, though. Oh, no. Ah, come on, fam. Wait, hold on. Wait, Mbappe just got they just got beat by Real Madrid. Am I asking you a question? Real Madrid versus oh, Bayern Munich. Who's winning? Who's winning? Who's winning? Who are you gonna pick? Bayern Munich versus Real Madrid. Who are you gonna pick? Okay, okay. I'm gonna give you a reason for my answer. Right, and I don't see. like this team. Real Madrid would win because not because Lewandowski and Benzema would have a shootout. But Bayern Munich's defense is not good enough right now to win a Champions League. Yeah, especially because we got rid of David Alaba and German. Yeah, Botan. and David Alaba is on Alfonso what? David. Team? And David Alaba is on Real Madrid, and Alfonso yeah, exactly. But here's why I say that, um, bro, Bayern fam, Munich... they had a team called Bakum in the Bundesliga scored four goals on them, bro. I don't oh. even know how to pronounce the team. Um, uh, I, I know what, I know the team you're talking about, but check me out. Who has the better CDM? Oh, Bayern Munich. Who has the better attackers? Bayern Munich. Yeah, Bayern I'm Munich. Not even just talk, I'm not even just talking about the strike. I'm talking about the attackers. Okay, okay. Now, who's got the better defense? Well, oh, yeah, you're right. But who's got the better goalie? <laughs> I take go nah hey. <laughs> I take Courtois. I take Courtois. Over over Newer. Right now. Oh. Not not all time. Not all time, but right now, yes. No, I take Manuel Newer still. Nah, my respect for Manuel Newer is deep. It's yeah, deep. It's still deep. Courtois was a Chelsea bad. boy. Yes, but hey, you know how Arsenal don't like talking about Ashley Cole. I don't yeah. like talking about Courtois. You see what he's done? Yes, he betrayed us. He hey, betrayed bro, us. you know you know who we left out of our top three? Real talk. Ooh. Eden Hazard. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh nah, my funny. god! Yeah, top of the <laughs> season. Nah, he used to be top three. He used to be top. Oh, three, he used to. Yeah, 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 for sure. Hey, but check me out. You know, this is something that's been bugging me lately. I've been talking to my brother about this, right? So, Messi. Mm-hmm. He's great, and then Ronaldo. And listen to this reason. And you I'm said a, he I'm is greater, or isn't? I is he? Hear. Is he? Is he greater? And I'm gonna let you know why this question has been bugging me lately. Ronaldo and has played in multiple different leagues, right? Dominating. 
Messi dominated La Liga. I'm not going to lie. He was like mm-hmm. a god there. But listen, he's struggling in a pharmacy in day one. The cheapest league say, ever. I've said... So, so, I've said so for years say? Ronaldo's better than Messi. I've exactly like, that has been my argument. I've said Ronaldo's better than Messi, and people are like, if you watch soccer or watch football and you and you know football, you'd see the artist that is Messi. Man, I see results no matter where he is. You put him on any team in the world, and this dude's scoring a hat trick for you. Look at and, him today, thirty-seven yeah. years old on Man United. Yeah, Three, he got a hat trick more goals than Messi's gotten this whole season. Oh yeah, because mm-hmm. if Messi this, was not going to argue, huh? what were you saying, David? No, what were you saying, David? I was saying that when you pull this kind of facts and um, out, people are going to argue that hey, Messi is still the best. He's still trying to fit in and everything. I'm like, if you are the best, then let us see you are the best in PSG because exactly. right now. Where, where was the Pochettino's um, job is on the line, and it should be, no, rightfully no, so. It's not on the line, no. For it to be on the line, it means he could still make it, bro. He's not making it. The way he got disgraced, bro. How you finna have Di Maria, uh, Padres, uh, Mbappe, Neymar? All right, you've got Mbappe, you've got Neymar, you've got Messi. You've got Sergio Ramos, you've got Kempembe, mm-hmm. Marquinhos, Marquinhos, and you've got Will Downden. You forgot Neymar. Navas, Donnarumma. Navas, Neymar, you've got Donnarumma. Hakimi. Sergio Ramos. Hakimi. You've uh, got, what's the, what's you've the, got? What's the young blood on the left? You've back? got Verratti. You've got Verratti, the Italian guy that just won the Euro. Well, wait, uh-huh. uh, David, who's the, who's the left back, the young guy? He's cold mm-hmm. as hell, Portuguese. Uh, is it Nuno Mendes? Yes, yes, Nuno yeah, Mendes. Nuno Mendes. Yeah. So all these guys on Jorginho in there. Exactly. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Ronaldo. You've got all these guys on one team, and you can't be a Real Madrid oh, that are relying on the on the grace of literally two people, really one person. But Benzema and Modric. That's it. I was even going to say Vinicius Junior, but even then, he didn't even really. No, I'm saying it yeah. was really Benzema and no, Modric. Was... Yeah. That two game was really Benzema and Modric and who scored Benzema. You're telling me with all this firepower, they got knocked out. They got knocked out in the round of 16 by Real Madrid. You're telling me the team that Chelsea beat was able to beat PSG. That bulked up. No, allow me. Allow me. Allow me. Allow me. Allow me. Nah, he sucks, bro. He has he turned PSG into Tottenham, bro. Tell me. Well, see, David, I I completely agree. Pochettino needs to go. I got two questions: Where does Pochettino need to go, and who needs to take his place? Well, Manu, he's a Pochettino is gonna go to Manu and Zinedine. That Zinedine. that fits because they love uh they love not succeeding, so that makes sense. And then yeah, who Manu should and take? Just like buying rubbish <laughs> managers. They like buying big names that don't do anything. Yeah, what do you think, David? Um, well, I don't, I don't want to talk much about Manu because um, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I don't even think they have a direction. They just yeah. looking for a solution, but you can't fix a temporal. You can't fix a long term solution with something temporal. Mark Goldbridge is fuming right now. Well, you know what? 
I hate Man U, bro. I can't even tell you how many. I hate bro. Man U more than Arsenal. For me, bro, you know what's mad? You know what's mad? Even though Arsenal's our biggest rival, quote unquote, I agree with you. I hate Man United. Yeah, me too. My anger and hate for Man United runs deep. It, it started back in 2005, 2006. Yeah. It really boiled over. I'm not going to lie. In 2008, that did it for me, bro. That I think that did it for all of us, bro. Mm -hmm. No, that pissed me off. Carlos Tevez's face to this day pisses me off. Rooney's (laughs) face pisses me off. The referee's face pisses me off. Literally, Vidic's face. I was slapping the way Jogba did. (laughs) Nah, yeah, Manu, Manu, that's why I don't feel bad for Manu. Right now, because they deserve every bit of bad luck they're going through right now. Yeah, bro. Um, I got one last topic before we end this amazing podcast. And that is, I want both of you guys to give me your Champions League favorite. Who do you think is going to take the trophy this season? Oh, that's tough. <sighs> that's tough. Y'all want me to go first? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's going to be God, I don't want to say this. I really don't want to say this, man. I think it's going to be Man City. I think a lot of people will say that's the safe option, but I think it's anything but the safe option. There's one thing that Pep has showed us at his time at Man City. Dominate. In the season, dominates. The minute you put him in a in the uh, Champions League, what can go wrong will go wrong. He loses because he tries to he tries to send a message when he plays teams that he views not as comparable. He makes dumb decisions. He'll do what? What did he do versus Chelsea? He didn't play Fernandinho versus us. Yeah, yeah. He Fernandinho he the entire out. Yeah, he took he played in the entire Champions League, took the CDM out in the biggest game of his career at Man City. I just think they finally lose or, or learn from their mistakes this season, and I think they win the Champions League. That may be the safe option, but I want to hear what y'all think. David, what do you think, bro? Um, I, I think um City will lose. Hey, City will win the um EPL. Um, because, I mean, we have all observed where... Oh, no. The... Come again. Wait, so you think they're going to win the, the Premier League and Champions League or just Premier League? Oh, oh for Premier League, they are... Okay, I'm, I'm approaching I'm approaching what I'm about to say. Oh, okay. But right. they might win. They might win the, um, what's the name, EPL. But with the Champions League, with the experience they had from last year, they might try to go back again and try to repeat that same because they have learned a lot of mistakes. In fact, that Champions League um, was for them. I don't know why they left it for Chelsea to take it on a silver platter. <laughs> but it was for them to take. But um, this year for uh, UEFA, it's going to be hard because right now, um, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen Real Madrid doing a lot of things, but still I don't trust what they're doing. 
And Bayern is also proving stubborn, but we are yet to they are yet to be tested with a bigger team. So it's hard right now. It's hard to tell, but um, I'll just probably right now I'll just be I'll be looking at my eye will be on Bayern, City, and also Real Madrid. All right, but if you had to pick one, I just want one team. Just make a bold prediction. Right. So right now, I'll say City for Champions League. Yeah. Okay. All right, David. Um, it's tough. It really should be Bayern Munich, but Bayern Munich, they. I know they won the last game 7 1, but the game before that was 1 1. Yeah. Um, and they just drew 1 1 in the, in the last. What's the last Bundesliga game? It was 1 1. They got slapped up. It should be by Munich, but I, I don't think I can do it. I, I, I think if I'll be going by Munich, I'm hedging my bets in the wrong direction. I, 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 it's not Liverpool. Liverpool, fantastic team. Um, yeah, I didn't. Do? I'm not choosing Liverpool because of their result versus uh, Inter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think I love to say it's Chelsea, but the reason why I won't say it's Chelsea because I like it the fact that we're black horses. Mm-hmm. I like. I want to leave Chelsea yeah. as a bit false. Um, I think I have to agree with, with Joey from. I think it might be City, and I think you know City's good, but you know Pep's not beating Barcelona. Yeah. So that team's hungry, uh, man. Yeah, they are hungry, and they have learned their lesson from last season when they met Chelsea. I, yeah, I think it might be. I think it might be Man City. Mm-hmm. But there's another team that are looking mm-hmm. dangerous. And that's Real Madrid. They dismantled. I'm not buying them. I, I, I'm not buying them as real contenders, to be honest with you, bro. Oh, come on. No, nah, because because I think I think right here, right now, even with every problem that Chelsea's facing with the sanctions and everything. I think Chelsea knocks Real Madrid out of the Champions League. I don't buy Real Madrid because I think they fought a PSG team who didn't have an identity. They had so many big names and pressure. They just did they what what was their play style? Can anybody tell me? They don't Nobody really knows what their play style play was. Style. They it was literally give it to the one of the front three, Neymar and Mbappe or Messi and hope for the best. Um, bro, you know what? Listen, listen. Real Madrid, obviously PSG have not been as good as a lot of people thought. You lot remember when Messi was going to PSG. Oh, yeah, everybody thought yeah, it was crap. You lot thought God was descending from heaven, fam. Like, I, I never seen so many news coverage. They were preaching that mug in my church, too. I didn't even know what was going on. But, yeah, but... um. Bro, look at Real Madrid. Look at their defense. That mug is tight. It's tight. Um, David Alaba, top level player. Um, that was that defender, top level. Um, Eder Militao. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the midfield. It, the, the reason why I picked Man C is number one and Real Madrid number two, is that I feel like Real Madrid there's still a disconnect somewhere. I feel like there's still some level of disconnect. I don't think 
the chemistry is all the way there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, I feel like, I don't know how to explain it. I don't think, I feel Rimmage is lacking some, something. You know I got a question for you. If you replace Ancelotti with Zidane right now, does your answer for who wins the Champions League change? No. No? Okay. It actually stays the same. Ancelotti, I saw what that man did to Gideon John. I saw what that man did to Chelsea 2009-2010. Who was the manager that Chelsea beat when when we played Real Madrid? It was Zidane, right? It was Zidane, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't change. It, no, it stays the same. I think Carlos uh, Ancelotti would be ridiculous. In fact, that man made everything look like a dangerous team. He did, and Rafa Benitez did everything but that. Yeah, but, but you know what? You know, that on the topic of Everton, boys. Oh, we got to talk about our boy Frankie, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, we got to make this quick because we are running a bit over time, but David, right. take it away, man. No, you go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Uh, British yeah. David. Yeah, when it comes to Frank Lampard, guys, look. As a player, beautiful, sexy, fine. He was a great player for us, man. Fantastic player. Our he best was... player ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super Frank. Everyone knew. He was, he was like... You know, I used to, you know, Steven Gerrard is like, if you order something from eBay, Frank Lampard is like, what you order from Amazon. Frank Lampard was fantastic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But as a manager, I've seen Chelsea go to some of the lowest points I have ever seen as a club. You know what I'm saying? Ever since Roman Abramovich took over, except for Andre Villabos, that demon. But... I've seen Chelsea go down to some of the lowest points. I've ever found we were tenth place, but he said that Chelsea couldn't win anything. Then Tuchel came in, and then what he's doing, and it, it, bro, everything for they get relegated. Everything. Oh yeah. Oh no 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 way. Yeah. So far, when he came, he has just won one match. Bro, he has seventeenth place in the Premier League. You know, everybody says. And I can't deny that last season with Frank was hard to watch, man. Everybody, every Chelsea fan, it pained us because it's when you see a legend not yeah. perform well as a manager, it hurts. But one of the most impressive things I've ever seen a manager do is what Frank Lampard did in his first season with Chelsea. He got us top four on a transfer ban. Hazard had just left. We had no identity. We brought in Christian Pulisic. He he made Mason Mount, Tammy Abraham, Reese James. Who else? Tomori. Look at Tomori as a player right now. Mm-hmm. But but think about it. Tomori came into the into the Chelsea squad because of Sari. It was Sari that brought Tomori in. But I think Frank took him to that next level, though. Yeah, but he set up. I know, but look. Look at the results, fam. They've been looped. They're 17. Yeah, yeah, like I can't and it's the, not like it's his second or third game, mate. Yep. The results, yeah. the results says it all by itself. He's seventeenth. Seventeenth. Blood. They're two points ahead of Burnley. No, one point ahead of Burnley. And but that, I mean, to be fair, Everton have just had a tough run of games though. 
They just played. They just played Tottenham and Conte. Who I mean, Conte's whatever you think of him, he's a he's a good he's a damn good coach. And right before that, they played Man City. So those two, I already knew they were gonna lose. Now Frank has a chance to redeem himself versus uh, Wolves. Wolves on Sunday, and, and then Newcastle. Uh, yeah, then Newcastle. But uh, yeah, David, you got the last. David from Ghana, you got the last three minutes of the show. Right. Um, what I can say is that honestly, I don't. I think um, Frank needs a lot of time in the lower championship or the conference games. I agree with you. He, because right now. Um, this is not a time to. This is not a time to be disgracing yourself and, yeah, on a big platform. I think he should have. He should have let go when they when they, um, when they picked him up as an because look, you need to polish up. Look at what Gerald Steven Gerald is doing down there. I mean, back there, and look at what I can say that I'm. I'm not fully impressed with what. I can't say I'm not fully impressed, but with what's going on with um, Crystal Palace, hey, it's at least it's a kind of a results that. I mean, we're not expecting batteries. We are expecting that kind of results with Evra. It was named Patrice Evra. Yeah. He's doing a great job. At least he's winning some games here and there. But at least. But so we're taking Everton. Everton is like a big team. We consider as a big team. Everton but, it's a, not... but David, it's a big name. And I mean, yeah. they have they have a couple good players. But bro, look at the defenders they have. Yeah. I mean, there's no wonder they conceded five goals to Tottenham. Yeah. Y'all name me the def- the best defender is Holgate, who's a bum. But Frank should know himself better that hey, I can't pick a team from this the middle of the season. It takes a top notch coach to transform things I around. Agree with so what you're saying is he shouldn't have taken the job in the first place. Yes, no, he, no. he said, oh, summertime I'll come through, and that's when I'll get okay. I'll come with my terms. I need to buy this player. I need to buy this. But you picking it up now, the expectations are high. Now they want you to deliver because they know you have worked with Chelsea. You have you have done a, you have a great resume, so you need to deliver. He doesn't really have much of a resume, fam. He should have done what Arteta did. He should have been the uh, the assistant manager. Yep. Coach and learnt that way. He shouldn't have taken a Premier League yeah. job. Yeah. Look, look well, at what Terry is doing. John Terry is being assistant coach and is working for him. I think he should have just stayed with uh, Derby for an extra season, maybe. Yep, stay with them for three, four, five years. Bring oh, them. Into I don't know about that many years, but but the but thing many years also gives you experience. But because how do you turn down a call from Robin to take the Chelsea job? You know he mm. couldn't take turn that down. No, no you can. At that time, your you can. You know, Pirlo was a manager for Juventus. You know, it was that time. You know, your football legends. You know, were the managers of the club. I get that, but hey, bruv, I'm not even talking about then. Then I can excuse it, but bruv, he should not have taken that Everton job. No, he should have been an assistant manager. He should have been the assistant manager for Pep. Be the assistant manager for another. Nah, but nah, he should. Nah, bro, this looks bad. Now nah, who's gonna want to hire him after he's the manager responsible for Everton, Everton Football Club? Mersey side getting relegated. I yeah, that's the one thing. If Frank manages to be the manages to be the manager who brings down Everton, man, that's gonna look bad, bro. It's gonna look bad. No team is gonna pick you up. Yeah, I don't know who's gonna hire him after that, man. That's that's really bad. Really bad. Oh, 
He should have thought about it before picking it up. He was not prepared, bro. He had no coaching experience when Chelsea bought him. First season, ah, right, cool. Second season, terrible. Said he literally said Chelsea cannot win a trophy. He literally said that in a press conference. If someone said um, he said that, I wouldn't have believed it. He said that. We all saw that. And that's the same season. We went to the final of the FA Cup, won the Champions League. And because of that, we won the Super Cup. And because of that, we won the Club World Cup. Went to the final against Liverpool. Arguably could get to another FA Cup final. And we're currently contending for... We're third and contending for... Um, for Champions League this year. And the only thing that changed between his squad and our squad is the fact that we got rid of a lot of players and only acquired Lukaku. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, well, I, I mean, that uh, that that's one way to end the podcast, yo. Um, <laughs> I agree with you. I think both of y'all made really good points. Looking back on it, I was I was ecstatic at the time. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, great move by Everton. I really think Franker helped them stand up. Hindsight being 2020, yeah, he shouldn't have he shouldn't have went near that job. He mm-hmm. shouldn't have went near that job. But uh, agent we're gonna have, like him. We're gonna have to end the podcast here, and uh, we're go- definitely gonna do another one soon because this was incredible. Sounds good. All right, appreciate y'all for being on. So amazing.